This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. I'm very pleased to welcome back a friend of the show, a fairly frequent flyer here at That's the Ticket. You can hear them having a little giggle in the background there. Uh, local legend and general asset asset to many a production. Uh, Kelsey Curtis is back to give me the inside scoop on this year's Summer Shakespeare, Merry Wives of Windsor, which um, Kelsey's directing, I might add. Just just going to slot that in at the end there. Welcome back, mate. What an introduction. Jeez, local legend? Far out. Well, I just feel like you get around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you do, though. And I feel like this is potentially this, it's at least the second, potentially the third time I've had you on specifically to talk about the Summer Shakespeare. Yeah, I think so. Because you've, you've been doing that for a bit and I feel like, I mean, all roles in the Summer Shakespeare are important, but you've been moving up the rank, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. The first time, oh no, the first time I was actually a lead role. Thank you, Pip Lewis. Um, <laughs> so yeah. No, oh, was it Pericles? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've gone from Pericles, Romeo, Juliet, Viola. I produced and had a very small role in last year's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, but it was great because there was a mean fur coat moment. Yeah. Faux fur, may I add. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. rainbow socks, it was, ooh, yeah. it was a It was, was a 26 moment. degrees, but it was a mood. Because <laughs> who doesn't love watching Shakespeare in the beating sun at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, I, I went down and it was it was packed. Um, last year's and I feel like this year is probably going to be the same no pressure Kelsey well thankfully this year we've got a much better space in terms of there's a lot more space we can host a lot more people and we won't be turning people away from the door this year you guys are um, so you're down in the festival hub yeah on the lake stage so kind of like the place where it's all popping off during the festival where everyone's kind of around it's it's sometimes treated as the in-between zone yeah, you, I, you, you know, you go hang out, grab a bite to eat, and then go to a show somewhere else. But then, in the same token, they also have free gigs every night on the festival hub, and the Shakespeare's going to be there. So maybe I'll retract my in between zone. <laughs> Sorry, Nick and um, Half Talk team. I promise I wasn't being shady. I was just trying to talk about something that's very visual on radio. Yeah, that's that's how we be. Um, I'll I'll circle back to probably an important question. You've had this one many a time before. I'm going to ask it to you. Um, Merry Wives of Windsor. When is it? We've covered where it is. Um, (laughs) What is it? Like, you know, how's it going today? Is it? (laughs) Um, Just just tell me about it. Yep, Merry Wives of Windsor. It came about... Obviously, I was part of the producing production team, so I produced Taming of the Shrew last year, mm. and it was so cool to be on that side of it. Um, and I've always been such a massive fan of Shakespeare, and so you I are just, one of the OGs. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like I like Shakespeare. He's funny. Lots of dick jokes. You just yeah. said that on radio, Kelsey. I did. It's okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have drawn attention to it. I'm not. I'm going to keep it in because this is live, guys. Um, <laughs> Okay, keep going. Um, yeah, so super love Shakespeare, um, and I was really inspired by um, Benny Louise and Tahi Taitasi's kind of reimagining of Taming of the Shrew, giving yeah. that feminist 2020-ish yeah. um, vibe to it. So when I read Merry Wives, I was looking at it like full stuff is the Andrew Tate of Shakespeare. <laughs> the uh, The the podcast bro who talks about you know how is he going to get money how is he going to manipulate people how is he going to stand on women yeah a lot, lot of different different vibe on this podcast very very, very different vibes yes yeah yeah, yeah. um oh, there's just there's a trend at the moment especially with a lot of particular demographics yeah. getting mics and I'm trying not to get cancelled by saying too many things but um, 
Yeah, so I was cool, also kind of inspired by that where it's become apparent that everybody thinks everyone with a microphone can start a podcast and say whatever they want. <laughs> um, Nervously laughed. No, 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 no. no. That's no, the I'm ticket. Kidding. It has been... I mean, we're pretty well established. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm giving the people what they want, Kelsey Curtis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I agree. I think it's a great angle. Um, is there actual podca- podcast content? In the like, yeah, in the yeah, play, the, have you added some in? Yes, just because yes. I feel like if slash when I go, I'll then just be in the crowd and I'll be like, ah, <laughs> see what you did. Yeah, no, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, there's 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 bits and pieces, um, valleys. Circling back to the original question, yeah, let's um, go. <laughs> dates are um, we've got our traditional Te Pahu show, yeah, um, out at the home of Graham Kens and the lovely people out there uh, next Friday. The, Is it so that's your first one? Yeah, on the twenty third. That's I don't our, know. I, don't, I was about to say I don't know if that's good or not because like, well, no, nah, it's a different kind of pressure on that one. You it, know, it very much is. There's you know because like the, the tradition of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying not to make you feel nervous, Kelsey, because your show's opening quite soon. <laughs> very, very. Because um, then once we do that show, we've got a one-day break, yeah. and then we are back on at the gardens for our first show at the at the festival on the 25th. Yeah, and um, then you're through to you. So you're on the 25th of February um, and the 2nd of March, 5 p.m. shows, and then you've got the dawn show 5 a.m. on the 3rd of March, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's pumped for Dawn? Oh, see, it's really funny because there's some new people in the cast doing this show. And when I said to them, I was talking about, you know, Dawn performance, call time is 4 a.m. And they did the typical, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a.m.? Did yeah. you, did you, is that correct? Did you get that right? Is it a typo? <laughs> see, my question for you, and because you've done a few Dawn shows now. Yeah. Do you go to sleep before or do you just not go to bed until after you've done the performance? Oh, I think it definitely depends. I think this year... Being on the directing side of it, I'm probably going to be way too stressed yeah. to sleep. Um, but oh my gosh, I remember during Romeo, Juliet, and Viola, we had three of our cast members who literally went out clubbing the night before and then came to and did the dawn performance. Ah, uh, look, I, <laughs> I don't, I kind of respect that, but then I immediately put myself in that and I'm like, I am too old. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm too old. But then I'm also like, I just know the night before, like you, I, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep because mm. it'd be like 8 p.m. and I'll be like, okay, go to bed. And I'll just be like, my body will be like, what, what are you, what's happening? This is not 1 a.m. on a weekend. Why are you trying to make me go to sleep? Yeah. Um, but like, it's a classic. Everyone loves the 5 a.m. At 100%. I remember the first one I went to was. I'm not sure if it was a Benny Marma or a Tahitai Tasi production, but it was the Midsummer Night's uh, Dream. This that one they did. comes up on that's the ticket so often. Uh, You've probably talked about this before. You probably prob- talked about this last year. Honestly, probably. <laughs> but that was that was the show where I was like, if I'm not in the Shakespeare, I will go and see it at a dawn. Yeah. And I mean, since then there hasn't been a Shakespeare. That you, been yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you, you you cursed yourself that morning. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it, it's nice, and you and you feel like you're part of something special, until it gets to about four p.m. that day, and you're like, "Why have I been awake this long?" Yeah, but it packs out like so many people show up. So many. It's probably like the largest audience of the entire summer Shakespeare run. You really. reckon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I'm, I might have to reevaluate. Uh, but circling back, I one of my colleagues saw. Um, these shows and the dates and times listed and they're like and have you made a mistake because it says 5am and the other ones are 5pm and I'm like no and she, she hadn't heard about it so I then hand-splained which is like mansplaining but Hannah-splaining <laughs> and I'm like don't you know about the summer Shakespeare <laughs> didn't you know um <laughs> But yeah, no, I actually did, and I was like, "Oh no, nah, it's five And she was she was blown away. I don't know if she's gonna make it because I'm like, "You should come," and she's like, "I don't know," because it might even be her first Shakespeare, and she's um, like, "There might be too much, too many doing things for the first time in one go, like seeing theatre at, at five a.m. and it being Shakespeare." But um, did you pick Merry Wives? I did, yeah. It was kind of the first show that I looked at, and as I was reading it, I immediately had a vision of how I wanted to portray Falstaff and mm. the arc that I wanted that character to go on and the 
modern twist that I wanted to put on it. And I was texting Benny as I was reading it, being like, "Classic, <gasps> yeah, absolutely." Um, being like, "Oh my gosh, Falstaff is a do bro." I could totally play it like this. And he was like, okay, cool. So we're putting a proposal together. Um, I'm going to put it in for you um, because you've got a fantastic idea and you're amazing. So let's do it. Typical Benny Marama being the absolute mentor icon of Kirikirirua that he is. I actually had him on That's the Ticket last week's episode yeah. uh, talking about uh, Chehu jazz hands to, oh, Jandals to jazz hands. And then he was like, I think I'm going to pop down to the Shakespeare because I'm not involved in the Shakespeare. And I'm like, I will believe it when I see it. And he's like, I've been helping out. And I'm like, yeah, but are you actually going to be in the audience? Because I feel like he always finds a way. Honestly, I think even in Pericles, it was half time. And we had a cast member who'd gotten stuck in horrendous traffic, couldn't find a park. Half time. And Pip Lewis goes up to Benny in the audience being like, hey, um, do you want to be on the show? Yeah. <laughs> and he just pops up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, he, he's classic for that. But, like, circling back to Merry Wives, I'm not super familiar with this play, but now I'm going to try <laughs> and summarise this play. And I feel like, normally I'm like, spoilers, but I'm like, the play's been out for, like, 100 years. Yeah. So I feel like we're fine. If you haven't read it, eh. It's on you, man. <laughs> it's on you. I haven't read it, but I, like, read the blurb. Mm-hmm. Um so that means I'm an expert now. 100%. But, like, circling back, so Falstaff is our kind of lead in this show. All the play circles around Falstaff, played by um, Ian. I was about to say friend of the show, but I don't think I've ever had him on. No. Still time, Ian. Um, I just did a pointed look on radio. <laughs> and then, like, Kelsey just kind of reciprocated it, so I didn't feel left out, which is very kind. Um, but basically, Falstaff is, like, figuring out that if he wants to make a quick Buck, he can like become betrothed to multiple women at the same time. Hence, the Merry Wives of Windsor. He's like got three checks on the go at once, and chaos ensues. Or am I making this up? Um, no, you're very, very close. So <laughs> he thinks that he can get married and con already married women. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, out of out of money. Um, funnily enough, when I first read it, I immediately thought John Tucker must die. Oh, yeah. Th- th- it gives me that energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's immediately what I was thinking um, when I first read it. So, yeah, it's basically the plot of John Tucker must die where a guy sends the exact same letter to two women. They find out that it's the same letter and they go, bet, revenge, yeah, let's go. let's go. Okay. Um, mean, I love a revenge party. Uh, that's a little Mean Girls reference. Yeah. Um, feels like it goes appropriately with Shakespeare. Not at all. But anyway, um, Merry Wives is uh, coming to a Hamilton Arts Festival Toyota Ki Kiri Kiri Roa near you. End of this week. No pressure, Kelsey. Um, and it is a Koha event, so you guys just pass the hat at the end of the show, right? Yes, yep. Um, so all you need to bring with you is a chair or a blanket and possibly some loose change if you think yeah. we're good enough. Do you, you know what I would love? If Summer Shakespeare got pay wave. Honestly, we legitimately <laughs> thought about this last year. Um, Claire, uh, who was the main character in Taming of the Shrew last year. Yeah. Katerina. Oh, I totally remembered it. Of course I did. I was like, <laughs> Bianca was all I could think about. And I'm like, that's not it. Oh, that was a character. That's a character, but yeah. that's not it. Um, and no, Claire was legitimately going to bring up like a QR code so that people could yeah. like donate digitally. And I think that definitely should be like a future yeah. thought for the Summer I Shakespeare. I mean, like, I know that I need to get cash out, and I will get cash out. And so you'll probably get more cash because you can't be like, can't I can't be like, can you break this twenty that I got from the ATM ten minutes ago? <laughs> but like, you know, and it'll be worth every every dollar. But yeah, get your cash, get your blankets. Um, there is some seating, but yeah, bring a chair or you know, sit on your picnic rug, um, and you'll be good to go. It's, it's gonna be mean, I feel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely <laughs> hope so. I mean, the cast has been absolutely incredible. Mm. They're a really, really great group of people. Um, some who were in the Summer Shakespeare last year, some who have done Summer Shakespeare yeah. quite a few times, and then some really, it's really nice newcomers. It's fresh meat, and, mm. and I will quiz you about that, but I want to break for a song, and the song I want to break for is one that you brought me to the show. Yeah. And um, in the email that you sent this through, 
because Kelsey and I email. Um, <laughs> you're like, I feel like this is fitting for the show, and so I want to ask you why. The song is You Don't Own Me uh, by Dusty uh, Springfield. Why? The wives do get their revenge, okay. and I feel like the the real moral of the story is that women are women mm. and humans and not property. Okay. Which is actually a line from the show that women aren't property. So, oh yo, yeah, vibes, <laughs> vibes. I don't know if we should snap on radio, but here we are. But um, it's a banger of a track. I'll be interested to know if um, Uncle Rick is familiar with the song. We'll, we'll have Uncle Rick, we'll have Uncle Rick's Rick's pick soon, but we'll start with Kelsey's choice. <laughs> Kelsey's choice is like discount Rick's, but I don't. I just count Rick's pick. I'll take it. Okay, I'm like I don't need to insult you on air. I could have just played the song. Like I'll I'll play it right now. Eh? <laughs> You don't own me I'm not just one of your many toys You don't own me Don't say I can't go with other boys Uh, you don't own me. Banger of a track. Um, topical, because you, you mentioned before that song break. There's a line in Merry Wives of Windsor saying women aren't property. Yeah, and I, the there's a massive speech by a character of Fenton, which we've actually gender swapped. Cool. Um, That's very classic summer Shakespeare. Very much is. Um, so Fenton is actually played by Brianna Haddock. Oh, yep. Who is a WinTech alumni. Yes. Um, well, she's going into her second year of WinTech. Yeah. Um, and ooh, is on the rise. She's an incredibly talented person and super excited to have her part of the Shakespeare. Is um, this her first Shakespeare? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Start them young. Yeah, no, Get 100%. them in the schools. Uh, yeah, but there's a massive speech from Fenton basically being like, uh, your parents only want you to marry because women are property and you should marry for money, but I actually love you and mm. women uh, should be able to choose who they marry. And I'm like, vibes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Tortoku that uh, of the highest order. Um, cool. All right. So going into cast chat then, um, who else you got? Uh, the who's, who's your full stuff? Is oh my goodness, he has a very long name. I'm so sorry, Anne. Uh, Anne Edwin Hannam Williams. Uh, pick pick less names, Anne. No, I'm. 
Um, but for those who have been to any cinema in Proviso, oh, yes. um, Ian has been a real big part of that. Um, massive uh, improv Guru, is he? Is he thespian? Is he Shakespeare? Yes, he was in Taming of the Shrew last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He played Grumio. Yeah, um, and he was actually the first person I thought of to cast for Full Staff. Mm. Shoulder tapped him, um, and he was one of the only cast members that. I knew right away, like, that's who I want. and uh, So was it more of a shoulder charge? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I was like, hey, Ian, um, you said you've never been a main character in a show before. How about you be the biggest main character? Yeah. um, And come do this. And he was like, I don't know if I'm good enough. And I'm like, that's how I know you're good enough, mate. I had a dollar for every time someone said that, you know. Honestly, um, I'm saying it to myself this whole time. I was going to (laughs) say I'm like, you're going to say it at some point today. No. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, Ian has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's one of the most talented people we've got in Kirikiridua, honestly, yeah. and you're going to see him a lot more. He's a G. He's also, like, hilarious. The Oh, my God. And do, like, not, do, not let, do not let this go to your head, Ian. But, seri- like, the Robin Williams of our generation, honestly, the That's impersonations. That's not a bad shout, yeah. Honestly, impersonations, accents, every- like, he's so funny and just yeah. so good at what he does. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else you want to name drop? I know um, this is a slippery slope. I'm not going to get you do the whole list because then you're going to forget someone and then it's going to be hard. But, like. I will talk about returning cast yeah, members, I suppose. Um, so, Jermaine Clover, I'm yep. so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um he is back. Uh, he was our Hortensio last year. Yep. And this year he is uh, bringing life to Slender. Cool. Uh, we've also got the wonderful Bronwyn Laundry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Classic. Yeah, she's she's back. had to have her back. So yeah. talented. Uh, and then Tim and Abigail von Ashen. Oh, cool. Um, they've done quite a few yeah. Summer Shakespeare's and were in the original Merry Wives that were staged by Ross McLeod. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Were you involved in the original Merry Wives? I was not. Okay. You weren't no. quite in your Shakespeare era? No. I, that was, I'm so sorry, guys. That was a little while ago. <laughs> Yes, let's drag Ross. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend of the absolute friend of the show. He actually gave me his version of the script as well, so oh. I didn't have to adapt it myself. So we love you, Ross. Shout Kilda out. Ross. That's awesome. <laughs> oh great. Cool. Okay. Nice to have some familiar faces. Um and I guess a nice little segue into the rehearsal process. Cause I mean, did you guys start pre Christmas or nah? We definitely tried to. Um, <laughs> tried. No. Oh, there's been so many bumps and turns along the way. Um, our first read through, my cat was attacked. and Oh, gosh, I feel real bad for making a joke, No, Kelsey. no, 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 no. Um, but, like, it's kind of just been very chaotic the entire time. So, yeah, our first full cast read through was cut very short. Um, we have had illness, including myself and cast members. We've had... Uh, cast changes, not very late, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've had one, maybe two full cast rehearsals. Hey, but that's that's how it goes with summer Shakespeare. Hundred percent. It's it's always a bit loosey goosey, but then it's always very magical. Yes. And I feel like because you've got a nice mix of kind of people who've been down that road, and then newbies with, who are super keen and super enthusiastic, she's gonna be right. And, I mean, you're at the head of this, and this is not your first rodeo, so I feel like it's going to be all right, because like, this probably probably isn't even your first like rehearsal period with twists and turns and roadblocks, right? Oh, absolutely not. The first <laughs> show that I ended up directing, I changed my main actor three days before we opened. Yo, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> the cast has been amazing. They've they've organised their own, like, line learning rehearsals outside of yeah. it. So, yeah, they've been a really awesome bunch to work with. We've all been really kind of collaborative in terms of interpreting some scenes and adding flavour yeah. and stuff. So it's very much like a an us show, which has oh, been really cool. That's good. Little cast that could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Might steal that. Yeah. Hey, if you need it for your like opening performance pep talk, just say real quietly under your breath, copyright, Hannah Mooney on that for the ticket. Um, <laughs> you don't have to, but um, take it as you will. But, I mean, it's great to hear that it's been like a bit of a collaborative kind of vibe because 
you know, this isn't your first time directing, but it's your first time doing the Shakespeare, so has it kind of been nice having, you know, it feeling like a bit more of a joint thing for you? Oh, 100%. And having linguists like Abby and Tim to be able to help the cast and myself interpret some of the harder things um, has been really, really cool to help obviously our new cast members who haven't done Shakespeare before kind Mm. of interpret where their character's going and being able to kind of play for laughs where it didn't really make sense before. So, yeah, it's been really, really cool to have them a part of it. And everyone has been very like, oh, can I I try this? Can we Mm. we add this? Like, I feel like my character would do this. So, yeah, no, it's been really, really cool because, oh, being a director of the Summer Shakespeare Pressure is so loud. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's cool that, you know, as a director, you're... I mean, I know you, and I feel like I know what you like as a director, and you're, you're very much a team player of a person, and I can't imagine you in a directory situation if someone asks a question, you being like, no. <laughs> you know? Like, you, you, you seem like you yourself vibe well with collaborative and like trying stuff out and it, it's great that you're working collaboratively so that everyone kind of understands what they're saying again this is coming from someone who has never been in a summer shakespeare who has just attended many yeah but like here's my opinion that no one asked for <laughs> but i think the hard thing with shakespeare right <clears throat> is because often you're reading it and you're like i don't understand this so you don't know like it affects the delivery right because if you don't know what you're saying how do you know how you meant to say it, air quotes. Yeah, no, 100%. And because Shakespeare has a lot of hidden, like, innuendos and real sexual references, (laughs) which if you didn't really play it that way, people would just be like... It's just going to go over your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, old tummy words, cool, next scene. Yeah, 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 very much. So, yeah, no, it's been been really cool to have people be like, "Mm, actually, this means this. Mm. Um, And never in a really mean way. It's always like, oh, maybe you could try, you know, during the time, this is why they said that. Like, it was, yeah, really, really, really cool. Cool. Bless you. Thank you. I just drew attention to it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's live radio, guys. It's just how we do it. Um, But, I mean... Like, you've been in a few Shakespeare's with your line learning. Did you have anything, like, did you change the way you learn lines for Shakespeare's to, like, air quotes, regular plays? I don't think I changed the way I did it, but it definitely took me twice as long. Yeah. And I, oh, there's some characters in this show, specifically um, Stephanie Balsam's character, Quickly. Friend of the show, Steph. Friend of the show, absolutely, who's choreographing Chaplin, uh, which is a show coming on later this year. Yeah. Humble plug. Um, (laughs) Are you involved in that show or are you just being nice? uh, I love Steph and I think... I also love Steph. Having a I new... also love my mum. I feel like I think we got to plug Mama Mooney on. That's the ticket. Absolutely. We love Mama Mooney. We love all the Moonies. <laughs> I'm like collecting them. <laughs> Who's your favourite? No. Sorry. Back on, back on oh. Steph though. Um, yes. Uh, so Steph's character, I'm pretty sure all of her lines start with either why sir or alas and I'm like how do you learn which one is which it's nuts <laughs> I mean you saying this is just telling Steph if she's listening right now that Kelsey will not know if you've just swapped them pretty much and I don't think anyone <laughs> will because it's literally the same thing yeah and then there's another scene that she has with Ian where all Ian says in response to Steph's big monologues is well mistress Ford and it's just an it's interchangeable versions of the Mistress Ford. Yeah. yeah, I really like that you did the full voice on that as oh, well. I had to. I had to. Just a little like teaser, yeah. spoiler alert. A little spoiler alert. Actually, circling back to a, a show-related question, mm. is there like an age rating on the Shakespeare? Honestly, I don't think so. There are this show in particular does have quite a few innuendos yeah but i think they are shakespearean enough that it'll, it'll just go over your head yeah, yeah. i mean um, you know your kid you've been warmed 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 warned boom sorry kelsey 
<laughs> You've been warmed to the idea. You've then. been warmly warned. Yeah, yeah, there we'll we take it. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I honestly think it's it's a show for everyone. Mm. Um, even for those that maybe haven't been to a Shakespeare before, I think Mary Wives is, it's a nice short show. Yeah. It's, it's nicely digestible and it's really funny. So, Oh, mate, you didn't put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I feel like, you know, if you've never been to the Summer Shakespeare, you should just go. 100%. Because it's not like, air quotes, regular Shakespeare or the Shakespeare that you imagine where it's someone being like, woe is me. Because what I love about the Shakespeare, and I think I've talked about this on That's the Ticket before, and I had it last year at Taming of the Shrew, is like the show starts and for the first two minutes I'm sitting there being like, what? And then my brain just kind of ticks over and you, you just kind of get immersed in the world and everything makes sense. Even if the language is different. I don't know if that makes sense, but just go <laughs> to yeah, the show. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's that's definitely true where sometimes it is the language of Shakespeare that can put people off. I mean, mm. yeah, Rob is not a very Shakespeare person at all and he hardly even knows what's going on half the time. But Oh, uh, this is Kelsey's other half, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he will always come and support and ends up genuinely having a good time most yeah. of the time. So. Oh, he's such a good dude. Oh, yeah, he is. He's like the prop master extraordinaire now. He's oh, like, I love that you managed to bring him into the into the world. Yeah, always. I mean, he actually offered to make something for Urban Hymns that I produced with Tahi Tahi Tasi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mini projects that I did with him last year. Um, he made the petrol stand. Oh, cool. And from he got so into it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He went to a petrol company and asked them for a petrol like the nozzle. nozzle thing, yeah, yeah, okay. And fully built it and got so into it. And do you when, still have it? Yeah, it's actually been repurposed for the show. Oh, I love this. So, um, on it, when I said that I was doing Mary Wives, he's like, "All right, what do you need? What do you need? I got this." <laughs> Bob the builder, rob the builder, rob oh. the builder. <laughs> I th- I'm like, do not rob me of that joke. <laughs> Boom, that's the ticket. Um, <laughs> right, I think it's time to, for another song. Um, just while Kelsey's like losing it and me being hilarious, um, it's time for Rick's pick. Oh, my favorite part this of the is, show! Is it your actual favorite part of the show? It is my favorite part of the show. It's one of her favorite parts, um, closely <laughs> followed by me as, as the, the other favorite part of the show. Uh, but for those of you listening who are like, "What is Rick's pick?" Basically, I have an uncle Rick. He's a great listener of radio. Um, that's the ticket's biggest fan. And uh, when I started, that's the ticket here on Free FM. He was like, "We were like, all right, Uncle Rick." Hook me up with a list of songs, and every week I'll play Rick's Pick. And every week we have. And now, in my fourth year, I've decided, why well, I was doing this last year, decided to like try and pick songs off the list that were on theme. Um, and this one, it's loose. It's a loose theme. The song is uh, by Carly Simon, and it's called Nobody Does It Better. Oh, I like it. Because I feel like nobody does the festival better than the Summer Shakespeare, because it, like, it's a classic. I don't know. What a promo. It's a promo. Maybe no one's going to do it better than Kelsey. We'll see. Ooh. Go to the show and judge it. No. <laughs> that's a that's a joke. But do go to the show. But um, Uncle Rick, um, enjoy your pick this week, mate. And uh, as always, thank you very much. Some 
Nobody Does It Better, the live version by Carly Simon. And uh, nobody does it better when it comes to uh, picking songs for me to play, Uncle Rick. Um, I mean, Kelsey did a pretty good job at the top of the show, but <laughs> i got to be nice to Kelsey so she, she'll, like, she won't just walk out of the studio. <laughs> uh, hey, we've always got to vamp up Uncle Rick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's getting quite a fan base, and I make this joke often, but the show is called That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney, so we need to remember who the focus is. I'm kidding. I love your work, Uncle Rick. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've been getting the tea here on TTT uh, about the Summer Shakespeare, Merry Wives uh, of Windsor, which is opening at a Hamilton Arts Festival near you uh, at the end of this week. And uh, kind of, you know, I want to take a step away and, you know, you alluded in that last kind of chat we were having, Kelsey, that you had a bit of a busy year last year. How many shows did you produce for um, Tahi Tahi Tasi? Was I it three? I think it was, yeah, I think it was three. And you had the Summer Shakespeare in there. Yeah, well, it was the Summer Shakespeare I did, uh, oh my gosh, Horries in Space. Yep. Urban, Urban Hymns. And I think that was the last one I did. Cherbro or nah? No, I didn't know. Cheerbro, sorry, not Cheerbro. That's that's the reason that the the title of the show is a pun because it's cheer instead of cheer. Didn't need to hand explain that. Could have As just a comedian it. yourself, of course you picked up on that. <laughs> Am I a comedian or do I just think too highly of my jokes, Kelsey? But um, yeah, so big year last year. Obviously, starting twenty twenty four with you know just some chill directing, totally chill. Ooh, yep. Anything else on the books? Uh, I am putting the producer hat back on for okay. something later in the year. Much, much later. I think it's September. Okay. Maybe. Um, and then, yeah, possibly looking at some other projects coming up, but uh, nothing 100% confirmed yet. Okay. I really like how ambiguous this is, Kelsey, because I'm all about getting the tea. And you're like, I've got something booked in for later in the year, but that's all I'm going to tell you. And I'm like, all right. And I love this. I love you being like, yeah, maybe some other stuff. And I guarantee in about the next month, I'll have you back on the show talking about something else. <laughs> I mean, maybe. That's, that's always how it goes. Or I'll see you doing something else and I'll be like, oh, so much for maybe. <laughs> I feel like that's such a theatre thing. Like um, Janine Swainson does oh. the exact same thing. She's like, yeah. oh, that's my last show. I'm not going to do another one. And then she's posting, just kidding, guys. I just got onto another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... <laughs> Classic for that. Actually, I think she's in something in um, Hamilton Arts Festival. She is the penultimate Mrs. Twit in oh, The Twits. Okay. That's, that needs to be seen, I think. A hundred percent. I mean, Janine Swainson in anything. Oh, she's great. Friend yeah. of the show. Oh, Friend absolutely. of Kelsey, clearly. Um. Oh, I love her work. I went to The Importance of Being Earnest oh, in Cambridge yes. last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Just 
for her. The the rest of the cast was incredible, but like. Janine has a special place in my heart. Do you enjoy a bit of Oscar Wilde? I do. I really, really do. I mean, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump away from Shakespeare. 100%. Um, but, yeah, now I also... <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of credit. I actually got Jared Waldridge, who played Ernest, yeah, yeah, yeah. or one of the Ernests, I guess, yeah. um, into theatre. I kind of dragged him into an audition one day, and he's been doing it ever since. So I'm... G- I'm going to take the credit for that. I love that, Kelsey. Take it. Own it. Um, you're a local treasure. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. All right. Well, I mean, I might take the mic and um, talk about upcoming events. Feel free to interject. Although you've managed to plug quite a few things so far. As usual. I just, oh, I love theatre, man. You're I, so supportive of the community. It's wonderful. Uh, like, go and volunteer at your theatres. Go mm. and do some ushering. See some shows for free. See things that you wouldn't normally want to go to. Like the Shakespeare. Like the Shakespeare. <laughs> like Chehu Jandals to Jazz Hands on the 23rd. I'm so stoked for it, man. It's Polynesian <laughs> Fest. Let's go. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and it's going to be amazing. excellence. Let's go. On excellence, honestly. They've posted some teasers um, oh, when it's... they went and visited Fraser. And I was like, oh, how could you not go and see it after seeing those? You know, I know. I, I can't. And I'm really sad. Same, because it's the same day as our Tapahu show. I know, it's just like, guys, come on. Another one, come on. Look, encore. Encore, encore performance. Let's go. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, upcoming things around uh, Kitty Kitty Door, Hamilton, Merry Wives of Windsor, which we've been having a jolly good yarn about, is uh, running at a Half Talk Festival hub stage on, uh, opens on the 25th of February. Uh, and then there's a show on the 2nd of March. Those are both at 5pm. Plus the Dawn performance is back with a 5am show on Sunday, 3rd of March. Entry is Koha, so bring some cash. Bring plenty of it too. Um, we've previously mentioned Chair Who, Jandals to Jazz Hands, is running on the Rhododendron Lawn at Hamilton Gardens on the 23rd of February at 8pm. Full details and tickets can be found via Event Finder. These events are presented as part of the Hamilton Arts Festival Toyota Ki Kitty Kitty Roa, which is set to run throughout the city from the 23rd of February to the 3rd of March, and the full program and tickets can be found at hamiltonartsfestival.co.nz. Uh, the Boone Sculpture Trail is open now and will be running until the 31st of March, and free guided tours are available in uh, an array of languages as well. So find out more and book your uh, free tour spots at booneartsconz and then the You Beauties Women's Comedy Showcase, head- headlined by Justine Smith, is coming up at Navarra Lounge on the 22nd of February. Tickets are available via, via Event Finder. Crikey! I feel like I absolutely was through that. If you did not catch that because I was just talking incredibly fast, don't worry. Give the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page a cheeky like and uh, then you'll be able to get all the links and get all the goods, right? And more time with Hannah Mooney. <laughs> That's so nice. Oh, honestly. You're such a treasure. But honestly, the f- the festival is stacked this year. It really is. And across so many different locations. It's like so there's good. dance shows at the Meteor. There's stuff, obviously, at the Gardens Festival. But they're utilising so many different yeah. areas of the gardens. There's obviously the Boone Trail, which is throughout the city. Like, it's yeah. just, it's really cool. There's Prima Facie at Clarence. Mm. Um, and getting into the Navarra Lounge. Like, heck yo, yeah. It's, it's, it's going off all over the show. Get amongst it. Um... And I guess, Kelsey, I don't know if you've been on the show since I've added this new segment. Oh. Are you familiar with this? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so we've spent, you know, the last 45 minutes or so um, here on TT, tea, getting the tea, the inside scoop on Mary Wives of Windsor. So now my last question for you is, if you're going to have a cup of tea, how do you take your tea? Oh, I'm I'm a firm believer in Dilma English breakfast. Yo, and that's I'm a good shout. I'm a sugar and milk kind of gal. How many sugars? Oh, it really depends. It really depends. What do you mean? It just changes by the day. Yeah. That's it's chaotic. A, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but, you know, if if you've had a really long day and you haven't had a chance to get into that snacky chalk, then obviously you want a more sweet tea. If it's been a really snacky day, you don't want as much sugar. You know, it just depends. But this makes me say, do you not, like, have a set tea time or do you just have a tea whenever you have the the chance will come because like I start my day with a tea I'm such a coffee I need way more caffeine in the morning so oh, I start fair. with a coffee and then yeah tea tea is such a comfort thing for me so if I've had 
a bad day, a long day, a tiring day, I'll always come home to I a cup of tea. I feel like I was having the shit with Benny last week. Tea is similar vibe to a dressing gown or a hoodie. Bad 100%. day, tea. Great day, tea. Tired, tea. Like, you know, just got proposed to, tea. Need to calm down, tea. Like, you know. And there's there's a tea for every situation. There, yeah. You know, you've got your chamomiles, you've got your peppermints, you've got... Tea's amazing. I will literally go for a run and then have a cup of tea afterwards because I'm like, it's afternoon tea time, got to go. That's... And speaking of going for a run, you've got another podcast, don't you, Hannah? Oh, yeah. I'm keeping it chill, though. I'm keeping it chill. But um, give Thoughts on a Run a um, search on Spotify and you'll uh, find a little running podcast that I've started with my sister. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more than that because, you know, we we, we got to keep our That's the Ticket listeners loyal. True. Make them not feel like I'm cheating on them or anything like that because, um, you know, we, we, she's getting on. That's the ticket. So yeah, what is it? You've, you said I your fourth year. I think so. But as soon as I said it earlier in the show, I'm like, I should fact check that. But I think it's my fourth. I think I started in 2020. That's amazing. Four years of having such an awesome space to talk Ugh, about all things art. I arts. know, I know. And honestly, I'm so, I'm so pleased to be where where I am, and that to have seen the arts scene grow as it has. And to still be able to have people to talk to, it's great. It's not the same four people every week. No. I mean, it's like Kelsey every year about twice. <laughs> or my favourite was last year when I had a friend of the show, Carnita B, um, on to talk about her new single or album or whatever. And then Kelsey just appears and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm really good mates with Carnita. So do you, well, I'm just going to come on the show. And I'm like, of course you are. Cheeky little plug, Carnita does have a new single dropping on February 23rd. So February Yo, 23rd is where it's at, it's man. It's a big day. Huge. Huge day. Okay. Well, I'm not going to try and follow that. <laughs> Actually, I will follow it by saying, um, thanks, mate. Oh, always the pleasure, the Bishop of Banterbury. <laughs> You're the only person who still calls me that. And I'm going to still call you that and to the day we die. It's so nice. I love how you said we like we're going to go on the same day. Let's get out of that joke. <laughs> Um, but no, it's it's always nice because like, obviously we're mates in like real life. I mean, the podcast is real life, but like we're mates outside of this, and so I always kind of I feel like I get a bit too chatty and I forget that I'm meant to be interviewing you because I'm like, oh, it's just me and Kelsey having a catch up. Honestly, this has been so chaotic, but it's so cool in a positive way. Yeah, but um, I've gone and picked a song, and it's chaotic. Because it's a, it's a boys to men song. Oh, yes. It, it's called Ladies Man because I feel like it's fitting for old mate full, full staff and merry wives, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what a way to send us off. I know. I feel like at the time when I picked the song, I didn't think about having to actually play it and actually like <laughs> get to this point. But here we are. And, I, you know, to quote you guys blurb, like it's, it's a, most importantly, Merry Wives of Windsor will make you cringe. And I feel like the song will make you cringe. Yeah. Yeah, I just quoted your blurb at you. Oh, she does the research. research. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks again to the uh, lovely Kelsey. Go see the Shakespeare, and uh, to my listeners, uh, you can be you can bet that I'll uh, be back next week uh, with another awesome local guest. But until then, um, take care out there and enjoy some boys to men. <laughs> I call her sugar pie She's a little diamond in the rough to me How do I make her mine? Yeah. I've been looking for the right recipe She's heard a lot of things, well But nothing that she should ever take her heart I give up everything Just so she can know who I really was See this girl's got a smile that just keeps brightening up the day
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.